Today's episode of the Vipo Bodega is brought to you by Apex Apparel. Apex Apparel is your one-stop shop for all your company's needs, from branding, screen printing, and embroidery, to promotional products, marketing, websites, and events. We look to be more of a partner than a provider and grow together to achieve your goals. Design, brand, market your way. Apex Apparel. Contact them today at 865-454-8765. Again, that's Apex Apparel. And welcome to today's episode of The Beat Bodega. You are now listening to The Beat Bodega, a music podcast. Music and talk for all you bitches. Enjoy. All right. So welcome to another episode of The Beat Bodega. Uh, we have the fucking effing nerds with us today. <laughs> yes. one of, hands down, one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. Uh, and uh, we got, as always, Eric with the good hair. I made it. Uh, and and dj g funk with us how you guys doing good man excited about tonight yeah me too oh yeah so um that we kept it simple we wanted to make sure that we that we blended both podcasts together so what we picked was the best music moments in a movie so we we've each picked two um so yeah, so we'll we'll start it off. That way you guys kind of get an idea. I know you guys have heard the show before, but uh, uh, Gilbert or Eric, you guys want to kick it off? I'll start off because I kind of changed last minute. I you was guys changed go... the shit 38 yeah, times. Yeah, no, it's that. I was, I was like going to go like, oh man, Sergio, uh, like Leone films. And I decided to just be who I am. <laughs> so <laughs> I went with, and this was tough because it was two bicycle movies and I didn't know which one to choose from. And I ended up going with the safer one. The first one was Revenge of the Nerds on a Bicycle Built for Two. Um, it's a Japanese version of a, a Nat King Cole song. And it's when Takashi does his race. But have you guys watched that movie, how bad it is lately? I haven't seen that in so long. Oh. You know, it's funny enough, too, because I remember when you guys were doing the playlist, um, the, uh, the music mixes, and then you yeah. have discussion about the music mixes. I believe it was the 80s mix where like i don't know i was like on my bike i was like biking i was listening to it and i hit this like serious uphill like stretch and like i, I can't remember what song came on but i felt like takashi in on my bike destroy that stretch it's one of the greatest moments in that movie in all time like, so but i ended up going with um send me an angel um by real life in rad it brought us uh, Bicycle Boogie um, with okay. Okay. Uh, Bill, Bill Allen and um, what's her name? Lori McLaughlin. So they, they end up doing a dance with their BMX bikes. Have you guys ever seen this movie, Rob? No, I've never no, seen that. I've never even heard oh, of it. Yeah, How dare you? It. It's a gem. Oh, classic. God. It's called It's Rad? a gem. Rad. It's the story of Crew Jones, a small kid who ends up, you know, competing with the All-Star. So it was... um. You know, it was just that era and everybody on their mongoose, GT performers and stuff like that. Wait, they so what a, era? Is this like 90s? 80s, 80s, 1980s. And that's why I always say world. And then, <laughs> um, well, guys, let's face it. The 80s were the best era for music, for movies and music. I mean, I, I really don't disagree. I really don't disagree. There's so many classics out of the 80s. And when the you think about was nowadays, <laughs> when, the... <laughs> when you think about like films and pop culture nowadays, they're they keep going back to the 80s. They're constantly reverting back to the 80s. Yeah. You, know, you think of Stranger Things, like films in general, it's always yeah. like 80s reference and pop culture, mm-hmm. 80s references they're going for. I, 
I think it brings the most like nostalgia of all the eighties. I mean, all the uh, decades, I guess you can say. Like, yeah. it had such a significant like look and sound to it. You know what I mean? That makes yeah, it yeah. easy to kind of flashback. Cause like you could flashback to things in the nineties, and you're like, oh, you can't really tell if it's nineties. But like when you go flashback to something the eighties, like the fucking hair, the music, the colors, like yeah, it's yeah, instant, yeah. like rec- recognizable. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Also, just like the look, the sort of like aesthetic of it. Like yes, the film absolutely. Has, like, kind of like very like grounded, sort of grainy, like edgy look to it i would yeah. say like in terms of like 90s films like the music that like because a lot of punk rock music like in the late 90s stuff would yeah. come out right um but yeah definitely 80s for sure has it's like its own identity yeah, yeah of course. and and let's not let's not forget the marketing people who said hey these were the kids in the 80s we could reel them back in doing this shit again and sell I'm a lot of merchandise sure. right sure. so um send me an angel incredible song check out the movie if you can yeah. i i it's cheesy as fuck, but I mean, it has a training montage. You know, it uh, has the ultimate race at the end. What's the 80s movie without a training montage? <laughs> yeah. oh, right. That's right. A sweaty training montage. And yeah, Olympic yeah. hero, Bart Connor. All right, cool. Uh, <laughs> and then my second movie was The Last Dragon um, by nice. Dwight David. Um, came out in 1985, Barry Gordy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. And it's about a karate, a, a kung fu expert in Harlem. Yes. Yeah. Bruce Leroy, baby. <laughs> yeah, funny enough, I, I never, like, I remember I was dating this one girl, like, back in, like, 2016, and they were showing The Last Dragon at, like, a at, like a theater in, like, Brooklyn, and she was like, you have to watch this movie, and I'm like, all right, cool, and we went to see it, and it was a fucking blast. It, I haven't seen it. That, that, <laughs> that movie is so ridiculously good. There's a line in there, and, and I had to do extensive re- research yesterday. At which Gilbert, he just took your line, bro. What? You just took Gilbert's line. <laughs> Oh, sorry. And, um, you know, there's a line where he just goes, that's the only guy that stands between him and total supremacy. People talk like this in this movie. And as a young Ernie Reyes Jr., T-Mock, Vanity, um, very beautiful. And this song comes out at the last moment, and it's like they timed it for the whole fight. So it comes on when when he's about to face Shonuff for the final time. And, you know, halfway through, Shonuff starts glowing. You know, which right. which is normal when when you achieve that that Nirvana state, right. um, but he's glowing red, and T Mock is still doubting himself. So as he's being drowned, it just you know the the chorus comes in. You are the last, and it's such a pure moment because not only is he being dunked in the water, this music, this song is playing, but he he's getting flashbacks of everybody telling him how he's the master, and then he gets up and he starts glowing gold. Wait, as a kid i thought this was real it didn't help that my mom's boyfriend at the time said yeah if you train hard enough you can achieve the glow and i fucking believed that for years you still can eric oh it hasn't happened but you forgot the part where he catches a bullet with his teeth oh yeah and this is what he tells me after he goes oh, yeah, of right. course. I, feel like, I feel like that i feel like that little snippet is like i feel like i don't know if it's like a gif or something but i've seen like that little snippet of when you catch the bullet with the teeth many times like over the year. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So my mom's boyfriend says, yes, that is totally possible. You just have to time it right. <laughs> this, this How do ex- you fucking tell a 10-year-old kid that that's possible? Man. You just got to time it right. <laughs> yeah. That explains so much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Good picks, Eric. Uh, Gilbert, you or me? Uh, uh, you go. All right. I go. All right, let me get my shit together. I, so this is this is a problem that I had, as Gilbert mentioned, 
we we may have changed our choices like 20 times <laughs> i've had this song on the show before but this is a little i'm moving a little bit more to this time period so that way that way everybody will be okay so i picked um shimmy shimmy y'all by el michelle affair from the gentleman or knocked up the moment he says gentlemen i'm gonna need those phones and you fucking hear those kids doing the shimmy shimmy yosh yes yeah. yes that fucking scene is so dope and then it, it slows down he catches up to the guys and then faces off with them and you hear the song kick on again and of course uh, directed by guy Ritchie, charlie hinnam's in it colin farrell matthew mcconaughey um that movie's just dope from from beginning to end you grant how do you forget you grant you i started i started watching it and i and i and i got caught up and i couldn't i have to finish watching it because i love guy Ritchie and and charlie hunnam i was you know huge uh sons of anarchy fan too so you teamed up with jason statham they're doing something new now yeah yeah guy Ritchie, right yeah 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 i think it's called wrath of man i think it comes out in May. But yeah, but with the gentleman, the gentleman was like an old, it felt like an old school guy Richie movie. Like it went back to like Snatch yeah. and those types of movies. And yeah, I love the gentleman. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah I think my favorite line from Hugh Grant's like, you play, play a game with me, right? You play, play a game with me, right? Play a fucking game with me, right? <laughs> yeah. No, that, that whole book, no, it makes, him eat, think, it makes him think that he's eating Kobe beef when he's actually eating a pound of the other guy's flesh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what that, yeah. I, and it, it, I liked it because it actually takes Charlie Hunnam away from Sons of Anarchy, because it feels like he's been stuck in that for such a long time. Because sure. yeah. even when he did uh, like the King Arthur movie, like right. it didn't. Which is also Guy Ritchie, which is also, also yeah. Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Guy Ritchie was like a he hit a bit of a speed bump, but like I mean Aladdin, I know it was like mixed reviews, but like it made a ton of money, mm-hmm. and I personally actually enjoyed Aladdin. And then uh, Gentleman was also like I enjoyed that film too, so it was a nice little bounce back for him. Yeah. yeah no, well, I'll I love it. the Sh- the Sherlock Holmes movies. That, that oh, yeah, yeah. Solid yeah. all of them are incredible. Revolver like, was solid. I think the only one that that really didn't make it was the Madonna movie. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> that's when he started. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. that's that's, that's like, when he started going down. Why are you bringing up bullshit? <laughs> that was like yeah. Uh, that's what ha- that's what happens when you say, "Hey, let me put my wife in a movie." Yeah. <laughs> I can still see the point. Hey, it worked for James Cameron. Yes. It did work for James Cameron, and I mean, let's let's well, he be had real. Two wives, so uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. three wives. You can take hand if you Hey, and yeah. Steven Spielberg with Kate Capshaw Poltergeist. So in. Oh no! I mean, it's definitely doable. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you want to think more recently, The Quiet Place. Krasinski put oh, in Emily Blunt. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's Emily Blunt. Yeah, yeah. It, it could work, but, you know, but yeah. we will yeah. always have that Madonna sneaker. But yeah. I can still see the poster. It was like, I remember it was like fucking sand. And they were like, it was like writing on the sand or some bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I think I think Madonna peaked in Desperately Seeking Susan. That's the only movie she had. Or that in, was... um, what's uh, uh, Tomorrow Never Die? No. Oh, no. Uh, uh, it's, it's, oh, yeah. <laughs> all right so my second movie is office space and damn it feels yes. good to be a gangster yeah uh, yes. like Excellent. there's no better fuck you moment when you're at work than to do everything he fucking did and then have that shit playing in the background oh, yeah, I, yeah. that 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 scene is fucking fantastic like when he how far he took it, right? When he just yeah. starts punching the, the yeah. yes, yeah. yes, and he has to get dragged away from it. Yeah, then he <laughs> because like I think I saw a movie maybe like a, a handful of times growing up, but since we started the, since we started doing the dailies, yeah, I've been like watching it 
like so many times. I watched it like maybe two or three times in the past like two months. It's incredible. Like, we've used and it for like a lot of references and clips wow. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it and it and it um it answers the all time question of like you know how how they tell you if like if you if you had a million dollars what would you what would you do? I tell you what I do. Well, in that in that very very authentic answer. Yeah. And in that scene, that the best part is when you hear him banging on the wall, and then he goes, "Hey, they're showing the boobs on TV again." Channel two. Yeah. I mean, that movie's so movie, classic, man. That movie's very rude in the '90s, but it never gets old. Like, no, I watch it all. And it's very um pop culture relevant. Yeah, like sure. oh, yeah. Always go, I mean, you, you think of the Lambert meme, like, like, could you? Yeah. Like, it would be great. What was it? Like, it's like, yeah. Um, yeah if you come in, I that'd be great. Yeah. Do, like, be great. Whatever. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah. that's still like rooted now in like pop culture. So yeah, yeah great movie. And dude, and Jennifer Aniston, man. Oh yeah. my God, smoke show! Yeah. Here's, your, here's your pieces of flair. Here's yeah. your flair. <laughs> yeah. I think that, that I'm not going to go to work anymore. I'm, not I think, I'm just what, not gonna, what, what was the movie with um with Ryan Reynolds that they're they're um that the restaurants waiting um, waiting. So between waiting and and Office Space, probably that's what killed Benigans. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm gonna go ahead and say that that's what killed. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> Eric Eric has been messaging a lot about Monte Cristo's lately. Yeah. So. yeah, I bet you got sampler, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, those those were my two movies that dude. It's a fucking classic. I mean, like uh, you said, solid, solid. so relevant. You can't look at a fucking stapler without thinking swing line stapler in your head. Yeah, it's very true. It's very true. But my stapler. Yeah. <laughs> or just any conference room meeting. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, that'll be great. That's every fucking Tuesday for me. Yeah, it's I do funny. about 15 minutes of work a day. Yeah. <laughs> you you got to put the cover. Yes. Yes, yes I, got, I got the memo. Yeah. All right, Gilbert, it's time for your TPS reports. What do you got? All right, let's do it. So um, so I, I too changed in the last second, only because my wife <laughs> gave me an excellent recommendation. But first, let's let's start I off. Finally did something good. I know. So um, the... Uh, Girl, you know uh, you'll be a woman soon from Pulp Fiction. The scene yeah. oh, where she like comes back. Yeah, but yeah. there's um, so many. There's so many great music the, and every Quentin so Tarantino. So I had movie. originally two Quentin Tarantinos on here. I had the uh, stuck in the middle with you with the Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. That Fuck whole it. scene. Honestly, I, I mean, I'm maybe I'm not thinking, but I don't know anybody that uses music so relevant. Maybe um, Josh Whedon with you know with um, um, in uh, in. Garlic of the Galaxy and all this, you know, like he's no Tim Gunn. Tim Gunn. Tim Gunn. Oh yeah, James Gunn, isn't it? Yeah. How dare you? Did you just embarrass us in front of the movie guys, Gilbert? Yeah, sorry. I'm not. Well, <laughs> well I was gonna say you don't want to talk he's about. He's going through some dark times. Josh Whedon is the the wrong wrong one. He's going through some yeah yeah wrong guy. Yeah. So um, James Gunn, he he uses great no like the the makes the soundtrack part of the movie and and Quentin Tarantino always nails it, man. Like where where there's these parts in these movies where they're where the music is such a pivotal part of the scene it's is incredible and that scene obviously is they're they're coming back from from uh from the uh from their dinner date right they're all in the high because they won a dance contest you know yeah. he goes to the bathroom he's talking himself out because the last time that somebody got close got thrown out the window so yeah. he's trying to talk <laughs> himself out tony rocky horror oh, yeah. tony rocky. <laughs> yeah. you're gonna go and, home uh, you're gonna jerk off and that's gonna be it. exactly <laughs> yes yes it's such a and then i mean obviously man like that was travolta's comeback and like i mean pulp fiction is one of my favorite movies of all time so yeah, yeah, um yeah, and, yeah. and then uma thurman was such I mean, she was such so great in that in that movie yeah. and and just that part of the scene is she's like dancing and 
and then all of a sudden she finds the heroin and thinks it's cocaine and just and wow. it's all hell breaks uh, loose. So yeah. um, that, that, you know what? So stretch is is like probably my favorite stretch of the movie because from there you go right to the whole like like reviving her with the with the shot. Oh my! Yeah. Uh, Eric Stoltz was awesome great. in that part. You got yes, in a, in a stabbing motion. Eric Stoltz is great in that movie. He's so yes. cool. yeah. But when he's like, "Don't bring no junkie fish yeah. to my house." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking party thin on the front yard. Yeah. Yes, bro. Oh my God, man. It's so good. But um, so that was my first. Um, again, it, it, you could go to any Tarantino film and, and it's uh in the and you're gonna find a great one. But uh my second yeah. one, which my wife recommended, was um 500 Days of Summer, and it's the sequence was uh the you make my dreams come true part. Oh, the dance sequence. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Eric loves that movie. Eric is so um, disappointed in you. Look at his done, face. No, listen, I I'm a huge uh, uh, Hall of Notes fan to begin with. So, um, and that's that song. I mean, who doesn't get laid and then goes and does a dance sequence after? Like, <laughs> who doesn't get laid and see Han Solo in the reflection? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> of course, well, that's what you guys would say. Top of the world at that point. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, George and Joseph Gordon-Levitt's awesome. I mean, I, I love him as an actor. Anyway, I think he's yeah, great. Man. Um, and uh, you know. You know, Eric doesn't like Zoe Deschanel that much, but I do. I'm a fan. So, what do you hate I about mean, Five Days of Summer? Um, that he found Autumn next at the end. Yeah, but it's a uh, what's her name? I <laughs> love that. Oh, yeah, yeah, Minka Kelly. Me, oh, Minka Kelly. Yeah, yes, bro. Yeah. But it was like, come on. You know what? I, I'll give it credit. I did like that side by side shot of when he goes to visit her. That's Park's cool. Yeah, like and, the, and, the, and, the know, reality, and... reality versus expectation. Of Five Hundred Days of Summer, like Sweet Disposition, blew up. I'm pretty sure every single person who listens to Sweet Disposition always thinks of fucking 500 Days of Summer. Yep, right. absolutely. But, yeah, well, one about, but not Gilbert. Not Gilbert. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's a fucking Hall of Notes. Well, because there's a whole dance sequence. Yeah. Just got... It's a great dance sequence. Yeah, but out of every Hall of Notes song, that's what you like? They have uh, better songs than that. Is it that the best? Man Eater? Maneater's a better song. No, she's, you're crazy. She's Gone is a better song. No, I don't like that She's Gone either. Um. <laughs> anyway, so those are those are. It's a vasectomy, not a vasectomy. You okay? So <laughs> it's all subjective. Yeah. Yes. No. Right, those are my no, two. No, Martin Gilbert's wrong. All right. <laughs> nice. All right. What do What do you guys got? All right. Now I'll kick it off. You want to kick it off, right? Go ahead. Because we were talking about Tarantino, and I totally agree. I think Tarantino. I think Scorsese. I think these are some people who really like work like i guess at the time of the movie like some relevant music into their films like really well and the funny thing about tarantino is that he didn't really have an original score for his films until like the hateful eight yes that was yeah. like the first time that he ever had like a actual original score yeah, he, had, he had any Morricone. yeah yep and up to that point he's always sort of reused music you know whether it's like old sergio leone any Morricone music or anything along along those lines so my first one is actually from kill bill and this death rides on a horse when she confronts oren Solid um, you know, choice. They came, yeah, they came ready. They came out. ready. I like. I absolutely. I love that scene. I think that scene's like one of the greatest scenes in movie history. Just every the way it's done, you know. Just the like. I just love how it's set up with like having Oren and her like gang of the crazy of six, seven, eights like in the room. They're like joking around, shooting the shit. They're like bossing like the server around. Like, get me pizzas, you know, because yeah. they can do whatever the fuck they want. They're like this, like you just Yakuza like murder squad. Yeah. And then the second you hear that Orenishi. Oh, yeah. You know, awesome. we have some unfinished business, like shit goes down. And then just the way it's it's built up with the Ennio Morricone score is like incredible. 
incredible. Well, and that's the thing too is also like Tarantino is also like a master with the camera. So that yeah. entire scene is just built with like constant tension. There's a lot of those like crazy push-ins and mm-hmm. stuff. And yeah. yeah, it's just it's fantastic. Like yeah, which is so typical of, of those old kung fu movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like he, he mimics yeah. that perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. He loves all like those um, Asian older films like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, but what he has those like especially that moment that completely throws off that type of cinematic uh, you know, rule is when they she blinks and everything's black and white, and then she blinks again. Yeah, oh, that's such a great well, moment too. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if you noticed, but the reason they did that was for the rating. Yeah, like they oh, had really? to make it black and white, or else it was going to be like NC seventeen. Yeah, I think so I think blood. you can actually oh, wow. find the movie now without it going to black and white. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm so used to it now. I actually like when it goes to black and white. Yeah, yeah. that kind of takes away from it if you if it stays in color. Like that was yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, he was having like a big like um he talks about this in like an interview. I can't remember which one, but how he was having a big sort of argument with like the um the MPAA rating like people in charge and some lady like stuck her neck out for him she was like I told him he was gonna get R rating so I'm gonna give him the R rating so they have to kind of compromise and get the black and white in there uh towards the end yeah but yeah but like now it works you know like you know when like younger me watching that movie doesn't fucking think about like those kinds of things you know so and also that too like we being younger and watching that movie I don't know who Ennio Morricone is. I don't know like about Sergio Leone film. So for me, I'm like, this is from Kill Bill. Like yeah, that's where right. fucking music is from, <laughs> not from anything else. Right. And you get older and you realize, you know, how he used older music in, in his films and you start to realize like, God damn it, man. This yeah, guy's a fucking genius. It's so good. <laughs> but that's a, you want to do one and I'll go back? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go with Goodfellas and the song is Lila. God, I, you know, it's that's the first thing that popped into my head when he said Scorsese. When he said Scorsese, yeah, because yeah. like, that, and I think that it plays a couple times in the movie, but the main one I think is that almost like that death montage when and the, the pink Cadillac guys that were involved yeah. in the heist, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought that that was an original score, and then I heard it on the radio. I was like, "Oh, this is from Goodfellas," and then my dad's like, "No, this is Lila." Eric Clapton, man. When the song started, it doesn't match the rest of it. You're like, yeah. right, right. <laughs> Yeah, but that yeah. that that scene when the camera starts coming over and you see the the couple dead in the Cadillac. Yes, and yeah. The, in the in the pink. Uh, the pink Cadillac. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then I also forget the character's name, the one who's hung up in the meat locker. Who's got yeah. the hair? Yeah, with the hair. With the hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like in all the. Yeah, he's like. He, he's a the, mobster forever. The, talk about yeah, casting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That but, like Italian ass hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but again, it's like Scorsese is like Tarantino. He uses yeah. he just uses music to his advantage, and I feel like there's so many like I could there's so many moments you could have picked in yeah. any one of his movies where he uses score like effectively. But that's the one I think was my first experience with Scorsese, and that one always sticks out to me. Yeah, another one like an honorable mention would be like Dropkick Murphy's. You oh yeah, and shipping the Boston yeah. for, uh, for the Departed. Yeah, always, yeah. Like, no matter what, like that song still plays every now and then. And you think and you of that. always sing with yep. the fucking Departed? Like, like, yep. like I just me personally. Yeah. But, uh, that, but yeah. That, by the way, by the way, you just won points with us because we're huge Dropkick Murphy fans. Oh dude! Oh <laughs> nice. Come on. Like, of course, yeah. And whenever I'm at like a pub and that song comes on, everyone just goes fucking nuts. Yes. And it's amazing. It's the best. But uh, my second one, and I've been like wrestling with this, I don't know, but I mean, I gotta say true to myself. So I'm gonna do um, a real hero by uh, Electric. Nice. You, yeah, at the end of uh, the end of Drive. Yeah, nice. So Drive is like one of my favorite films of all time. Um, Drive is the reason I'm like a big movie lover. I wasn't like a big movie lover growing up, but then I saw Drive, and it kind of completely changed my mind on like cinema and films and all that stuff. And that ending is just like, the ending just kills me every single time. Yeah. It's just like just yeah. him driving away, the music's playing, 
he's probably gonna bleed out and yeah. die. she goes she's knocks on the door he doesn't answer she walks away and then she does like the look she looks back like maybe he's there <laughs> when he's not yeah. but yeah absolutely love that um absolutely love that ending sequence yeah the, gave that, me goosebumps with that one man yeah. oh yeah, for yeah. Sure. <laughs> I, especially it's funny because eric I, eric saw that movie first and then he goes dude you gotta watch this movie and then you watch an entire movie that there's almost no dialogue and, and there's so much tension throughout the yeah, entire movie. The whole, yeah, and, and then you have an entire soundtrack that's nothing but 80s synth. Yeah, yes. and, uh, desire and, on there. Yeah, dude, it was it was such a good movie, and it it didn't have to do much. Like there wasn't a lot of action. There wasn't. It was just a well put together film. And yeah, and it was just like tense as fuck. Yeah. And the, who, who's the comedian? What's his name? I can't remember his name. Just playing the bad guy. Oh, yeah. Brooks. Yeah, yeah, Albert Brooks. Yeah, Albert Brooks, man. Yeah, and he was so, so scary, man. Incredible yeah, cast. You mean you had um, Carrie Mulligan. Yeah. Isaac, uh, Oscar, Oscar Isaacs. Isaac. Oscar yeah. Isaacs. Yeah, before yeah. he blew yeah. up. And... Yeah. yeah. Um, Ron, Perlman. Ron Perlman was in there. Yeah. Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Like, yeah. Incredible Crazy cast. cast. Yeah. Well, sure. I was going to say, too, like, I love that Drive is described as like an art house action movie because that's exactly what it is yeah that's you like, know and it's and it's moments of violence are like like the the, the elevator scene the, the elevator scene, the elevator yeah. scene yeah. or the scene at the at the motel oh yeah, yeah that's that brutal scene too. or like, even when you when you go to a strip club with the hammer yes and, and it's like and you're drenched in this neon lighting yep, and everything yep. but in the elevator scene too that seems like that's I think intense. That scene is incredible. And it's that last kiss he gives her too yes <laughs> right this, is like, it's like, this is what literally it's not gonna happen. Every single uh, range of emotion. Like I'll they're already you. like they're already like freaking out because you know like the guy's got a gun. She's probably freaking out. Then he kisses her. Then he like he kills the guy like brutally. And she's like, <laughs> I like you, but what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and then as the elevator door closes, you just see his face, and you're just like, oh my god. Like, I'll, I'll tell you, that's my second favorite elevator scene of all time. The first one is True Romance. Oh, oh yes. yes. Well, yeah. again, well, he, again, he yeah. wrote it, but he wrote it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh man, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. We always joke around how the um the Christopher Walken scene in True Romance just feels so out of place, but it's so good. Was the yeah. Best yeah. Hopper? Yeah. The, the, yeah, yeah, it's like it's Hopper. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you want to like, show it to people? You just watch yeah. just that scene alone. Like it just doesn't feel like it fits with the rest of the movie. No. I was, yeah, I was just thinking Dennis Hopper and 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 Christopher Walken these two awesome scenes. Yeah, yeah. it, it, it feels like, like something more like like a more like intense sort of like yeah, drama or thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. No. Well, it's you. That's that's the fucked up thing is like is if you tell people have you ever seen True Romance and they're like no and that's the scene you want to show them. And right. you're like, but fuck, it's so inappropriate. But I want to show yeah, you. Oh, like, yeah. Like that scene, like that feel, that kind of feels like it's more on with like Goodfellas or some kind yeah. of like gangster kind of like throwback. Well, also that. because you never see Christopher Walken again after that scene. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So well, good, it was though. like, I haven't killed anyone since 19, is it 84? Yeah, something like that. You <laughs> haven't killed anyone since 1984. That, that, was, a, that was a good, that was a good year. That was a good so year good. to kill people. Yeah. <laughs> No, but it, it's well, and then Gary Oldman was a fucking beast in that movie too. Oh, like, yeah. that was another great scene too. Oh, he yeah, he must have thought it was White Boy Day. Yeah. Like, did you like you have a British you a stone, actor? You yeah. had a Stone Brad Pitt in there stone too. Stone Brad Pitt throughout the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like, and then send on me, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's the funny thing is you talk to so many people that and rest in peace the the guy the mafia guy James Gandolfini oh, okay. the yeah. scene with um. The extended scene with with, with um, Patricia Arquette. With Patricia Arquette. Oh, yeah. 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 That yeah. shit was brutal. Yeah. And she's like uh, laughing in his face. It's yeah. so good. So good. Yeah. And well, also rest in peace, Dennis Hopper. 
Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. He's but uh, oh man, yeah, no, but it, that, that that's one of my favorite movies of all time. I love that movie. It you just it's a sh- yeah, it's just yeah. a shame that it wasn't directed by Tarantino. Instead, well, I mean, of, but, yeah. but Tony Scott did a great job, man. He, yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. But it's funny too because since we're talking about music, the score for that film, which is Hans Zimmer, cracks me up because it feels like an early prototype of like The Lion King. There's like these weird bells. <laughs> yeah. and, like, some, it's like, a very cheery score. Yeah, the type of movie it's that very is. cheery but, and yeah. like happy. And I'm just like, every single time a score kicks in, I'm just like, this feels so out of place. Yeah. But yeah. like, you know, it's so cemented now that it just kind of works. But uh, I, Well, kind of related to music, the fact that you never see Val Kilmer, but you know he's Elvis. Yes, oh, exactly. Yeah. 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 Great shit. Great yeah. shit. So good. All right. So so my last one, uh, The it might not be... Uh, I guess famous from the movie itself, but I just remember this experience from it. So it's uh, it's Panama from Superbad. <laughs> yes, you guys remember that scene yeah. from Superbad yeah. where they're they're basically spinning out the police car and then they eventually blow it up. Yeah. And the reason why that always stuck with me is because uh, I was in I was a senior in high school at the time when that movie came out, so I was basically around the same age as you know the as the characters in the movie. So it resonated with me on that level. And then I just remember leaving that movie and going out into the parking lot and literally every kid that was in that movie that left, that was in the, that was watching in the theater also blasted Panama. So you literally have these <laughs> cars all playing that song, just speeding out of the parking lot. And that's just a moment that I'll never forget. I, I also thought that he was going to die in that scene too. I did too. Yeah. No. So like, this might be a little embarrassing. I don't care. You know, we're, we're all breathing. Have, have you heard the show? Um, (laughs) no but the thing was that i wasn't like i didn't know the song panama and for some reason i thought he was saying bad to the bone so i was like so the whole time so like i was like singing it in my head and for like a good while after that i'm just saying like that to the bone and i realized years later oh they're saying that movie's incredible super bad is another what like one of my go-to movies like i could watch that all the time still Anytime, yeah man yeah. there's like there's those handful of movies that come out like every now and then that kind of like it's almost like a paradigm shift mm-hmm. and that's definitely one of them and like yeah, it's, like yeah, comedy it's, 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 and it's one, it's one of those movies yeah. that just changes the game for like yeah. a genre and so yeah. because after that then you just had all these other movies that were trying to mimic it you know what i mean right yeah. and superbed definitely to this day is still hilarious oh, yeah, yeah it still stands up so it's good. awesome yeah great yeah. Yeah. you, you had you? fat jonah hill at the time Bad <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you're talking about like this these unknowns, like I thought it was like Emma Stone's first movie. Emma Stone, yeah. That's yeah, right. and, um, Oscar, Jonah Hill's been nominated for Oscars, Michael Sears, you yeah. Know, done his I mean, thing. And, and you have like you know, Seth Rogan who's just done a million things, Bill mm-hmm. Hader's crushing. Bill Hader, it. yep. You guys watch the show Barry? Have you seen that show? Yes. I've, I've heard uh, it's really good. I've never seen it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah if, if you guys want want a wild show, try that one out. Yeah. Yeah. No, this was such a hard episode. At first, I thought it would be easy. Oh, we just got to pick two movies. Then I started thinking of every Danny Boyle movie. And fuck it. Like, and then, like, you know. Well, when we first started off, you had picked. Um, Train Spotting. And I had picked up the Underworld, the Born City. So we were that's at both ends of it. Call. Yeah. That's a great call because Danny Boyle does, like, that's a good point. Danny Boyle does really, especially, like, towards the end, like, his films always end on, like, a good, for, like, the most part, on, like, on a good song. Yeah. yeah. Like, whenever I hear, like, for example, whenever I hear Maccabees, um, when I dream of yeah. Midnight, I always think of um, fucking Steve Jobs. Oh, Steve Jobs. Yeah. yeah. And, yep. like, yeah, like you said, with, with Train Spotting. Um, so, yeah, it's actually a good call for, uh, for Danny Boyle. Yeah. yeah which is, which, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I would just say, like, even for me, like, like I know uh, a couple of Michael Mann's films, like Collateral, uses a couple of yeah. audio songs. 
And he and like you know most of his stuff goes through original scores, but when he brings those songs into play, it just it's so effective in the film. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean yeah, and there's just a million other ones you could think of of just yeah. so many well, great moments. Well, it was funny because I on on our Instagram, what I I had posted the opening scene to Belly, just, oh, just yeah. one because of DMX, and then two like just that that version of of Back Everyone. to Life. Yeah, the acapella, and then when the beat kicks in after you see the guy fall through the glass, I'm like, dude, that that opening scene is good because it was a hype Williams music video. Like it was. That, that, that's what it was. But yeah, I mean, it was it it, was, it wasn't that easy to do because another one that I battled with was uh, was a uh, baby driver the the oh, scene yeah. where he takes the the challenger and they and then you know how much I love that young. Oh yeah, well, I, I got know how. After yeah. the, after the um when they're like in the phone booth and then they like yes have the two guys yeah 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 yeah, that, that, yeah that, and a great soundtrack too it's like you want to pick a movie that has a great oh, yeah, the entire great movie soundtrack. is like yeah. goes is yeah. synced with the soundtrack with the beat yeah. Insane, yeah tequila as well and yeah, yeah. 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 oh my god shootout um but it's funny that you mentioned James Gunn too Gilbert because like not just James Gunn movies alone, but like the trailers. I, I believe it was like Fox on the Run for for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, two. Yeah. and Steely Dan was on the the, the, the most recent Suicide Squad trailer, and mm-hmm. both those like songs like jumped up the charts or like blew up after the trailers were dropped. Yeah. So like the guy just like he knows how to get the people going. Man. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Just good songs. Like yeah, I'm, I'm, I really want to see what kind of kind of soundtrack he puts together for the Suicide Squad because he said it's. You know, he's sort of basing it on '70s war films, so I'm assuming it's going to have somewhat of a '70s sort of soundtrack. Oh, that'd be that'd be cool. '70s. Yeah, that that's good. A lot of yeah. Vietnam 70s. era music too. That yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's CCR. Cool. Yeah. some CCR, CCR, CCR yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So hey, wait, wait, but, so so um, back not drive, but Nicholas Redfriend, right? Is am I saying his name uh, right? Nicholas the director. Ryan, Nicholas Ryan. Have you watched any of his other films? Yes, only God forgives. What did you think of that movie? Not weird. It's the one of the weirdest movies I've ever watched. I wanted to believe in that movie (laughs) because it was like, oh, they're in Thailand. They're gonna kickbox, and it's just like, you want to fight? Yeah, it's strange. What? Him and uh, what you call the guy? The lady. Santa Pines had like a similar vibe for a while. Okay. He did play Santa Pines. Uh, I don't know who the director was replaced behind the lines. Yeah. But Wiley Griffin also did Bronson, didn't he? Yeah, he did Bronson. Bronson and uh, a Neon Demon, I think. Neon Demon. Yeah. Neon Demon wasn't that great. That was uh, that was was a little. Yeah, he he definitely makes some strange movies for sure. But Drive is kind of like that that happy medium between like his style and like enough for people to like watch him be like, okay, I can get into this. Yeah. Right. You know, a lot of his other movies are very inaccessible because of just how crazy they are. Yeah. yeah even, even, even Bronson, as much as I, I liked the movie, there was moments yeah. that I was like, eh, you know, but it was also because, yeah, because Hardy, like, Hardy carried the It gave us Hardy, oh, man. Yeah. It gave us Hardy, that's true. <laughs> yeah. oh, man. All right, so. Wait, can we keep asking movie questions, man? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, man, you guys are pros. Any oh, movies man. that you could Perfect. recommend that, like, you know, no, but you don't think anybody else would see, has seen, or like that just out of the blue oh, that just knocked man. you out? Some like gems. Um, have you guys seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. That's, right. that's so like, some, like a lot of people have. That's like those favorites. It. Okay. Yeah. Andre yeah. That's, that's a great one. Actually, a little bit more recent. Have you guys seen um, uh, Queen and Slim? No. I heard yeah. that's really yeah. good. I, I, I have it. I have it waiting and I still haven't had time to watch it. Uh, dude, um, dude, they hit me with a fucking throwback in that song. They they played um, still tipping from Mike Jones. 
Oh, nice. Still, oh my god. Still tipping on fofos. Rims and I like. Yeah. Oh, I was such a like. It was one of those like just feelings when you just hear a song that you haven't heard in so long that you used to love growing up. It yeah. just like it came on and I was like, oh my god. I was uh, ready to like. That's. I, I live in Texas, so you still hear it. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't really hear it that often. Like it died out. It's a uh, like Jones came and went. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, no. Well, see, I, it's I. I'm sure you've heard on this. It's I'm a huge Paul Wall fan, but it's that that shit never dies here. Yeah, so same. I mean, at least I mean Houston hip hop was. I mean, people don't realize how many people produced, and how, I mean, you go all the way back to the Ghetto Boys, and then you know, GK. Paul Wall. G, yeah. So. But yeah, no, I mean that. I'm, now I gotta watch that movie. Maybe that's what I'll do after the podcast. It's great. I'm trying to think of another one that kind of slightly, maybe more recent. Yeah, in terms of like hidden gems. Hidden gems. Yeah. Um, it's funny because we always talk about hidden gems. I know we always talk about because they always naturally come up, and we're like, "Fuck!" So, so we, you, you guys, say, Eric, you guys just watch the show. Watch yeah. the show. Yeah. All right, I promise. You guys ever heard about this little gem called Cool as Ice? <laughs> it's uh, it's by this guy you, you, you named starring to. Rob Van Winkle. AKA. Um, AKA Vanilla Ice. Yeah. Go oh. check it out. Shit, I almost picked out Ninja Rat from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh my God. All right. So I wouldn't have hated it. I wouldn't have hated that. Uh, Dude, I almost I, did I, it, man. I've had I was like, Carlos like, is going to hate Rap. me. Ninja Rap is one of those, like, one of those, like, songs that you, like, mentioned from movies where you literally see the scene. Yes. Like, I can see yes. everything, like, yep. cloud in my head. Yep. Everything, <laughs> the puppets, everything, like, the, the split, like, yeah. everything. Else, like, and, and the great vanilla ice. I've been running this, ice, yeah. I've been running this Cool as Ice gag for 25 years. Yeah. Every, like, back when we, when you would go to Blockbuster on a Friday night, and if we would be hanging out, and they'd ask me, what movie did you get? I'd always literally say Cool as Ice. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. 25 years, and we're still laughing at that stupid bit. Ironic, yeah. Ironically, <laughs> Eric's the only one that's seen the movie. Twice. <laughs> Twice? Yeah. Is that two times too many? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, and, well, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, in, I've, in the industry I've been in, I've been in for a long time, and w- one of the funnest experiences was... Uh, Vanilla Ice came to, to a place that I was working and uh, it, the nicest fucking guy in the world. So so the chef that worked for me at the time, shout out to Charlotte Miller. Um, we were, I, I don't know why we decided to rotate taking turns in this resort, uh, you know, uh, being the MOD of the, the building. She comes running to me. She goes, I have to fucking kick Vanilla Ice out of the dolphin pool. This fucking guy got drunk and jumped <laughs> into the dolphin pool we had live dolphins there and she goes you dumb motherfucker that shit can kill you she goes don't you realize that they drag people underwater thinking that they're playing so now you know her claim to fame in the keys is i say vanilla ice and but that he's he's just as wild as you expect him to be yeah the funny thing is he's wildly successful outside of the music industry. Yeah, what is hey, he, like in real estate, right? Or yeah, 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 real well, estate, well, home yeah, renovation. He had a show for a while, didn't he? Where he's yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And never thought we'd have this conversation. I like to think that it was Eric Estrada that put his life back on his. Uh, life well, if you want to like break it back into movies, we can bring up Step Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, oh. that's true. <laughs> Derek sings Vanilla Ice. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 that's a great song. But wait, wait. I'll say for. You know, since we're talking about music and movies, is there something recent that you guys have seen where a song has really stuck out to you? Where it's like, oh, like, like I say, for me, for an example, uh, King of Staten Island. It just came out with Pete Davidson. Love that movie. Uh, yeah, it's great, and yeah. I'm a huge Kid Cudi fan. So it starts with a Kid yeah. Cudi song and it ends with Pursuit of Happiness. You know, it starts yeah, with Just awesome. What I Am, 
and, and like those just like resonate with me. So just what I am is probably one of the best songs ever. Speaking of Cuddy, yeah, yeah. Just Did you see the Kurt, the Kurt Cobain uh, yeah, shout out tribute? Yeah, yeah, man, crushed it. Crushed yeah, the, it. the morning I saw it, I sent it to you. The, Did you? Yeah, I sent it to you on on oh. IG. Yeah. I um nothing new, but I rewatched um Once Upon a Time in Mex in in the West. Mexico. My favorite in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's my favorite like Sergio Leone movie. It's like Henry Henry Ford, Charles yep. Bronson. Yeah. I'm I'm totally with you on that. But yeah, it's Man, one of the best movies ever. Uh Man with the Harmonica. That yeah. song, how you just hear that constantly throughout the movie. Yeah. And after two hours, you get the whole thing as the, the scene. Yeah, yeah. Which is just like and it's Henry Fonda, this blue-eyed, always good guy, and it's one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. Like it was just. Yeah. Well, it's funny that I mean, you said. Some... some like some death stares in that movie too. Like, yeah. Some of those... <laughs> oh yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah. It's funny that you said "Once Upon a Time in Mexico" because another guy that does a great job putting music in movies is Robert Rodriguez. Robert, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. granted, a lot of it is his own band, but like. <laughs> the guy's like I said, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, well, going back to Kill Bill. Like the last song in Kill Bill Two, is Chingon, which is Robert Rodriguez's band. Oh, like, I did not know that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Well, so, so, we know Robert and Quentin have like a really good relationship. Yeah. Well, yeah. If, if you want to see a really cool clip, uh, I'll send it to you. Mm -hmm. um, it's for the premiere of Kill Bill. Um, he's playing with his band, and you see uh, Quentin Tarantino dancing. Can't dance at all. But oh, no. uh, but. His band, his he's actually a fucking phenomenal guitar player. Robert Rodriguez is. Oh yeah, I've he's seen him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even on uh, uh, when when we're getting behind the scenes of the Mandalorian, because he directed yeah. one of the episodes, they have him just on set, just playing the guitar, and it's like uh, the coolest thing ever. He's playing with with little Baby Yoda, like like miming in the back. It's hilarious. Yeah, no, he's a fucking savage. But is he the douchey yeah. guy that brings out the guitar in the middle of a campfire? Probably. With a chick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, like you see that guy? Listen, I, I learned to play like the beginning riff of Come As You Are, and every time there was a, a acoustic guitar, I had to show everybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's it. That's it. That's all I got. That's all I got. No, but so, uh, actually, um, did you guys see Jojo Rabbit by any chance? Love that yes. movie. Yes. Uh, so, no, Nick was just saying, like, in terms of like music, um, the ending with, because uh, I'm a big David Bowie fan. Oh, yeah. And then just Heroes at the end, I thought it was just used so well. Yeah. Like, them dancing, like they're free, and I just thought it was so well. So, um, so that's also one that like, recently, in terms of like music, um, sticks out to me. That really sticks out, yeah. yeah. yeah Dude, any, any, well, oddly, if I would have picked, shit. if I, I would think my memory went beyond like 2000, because anything <laughs> I've recalled is pre 2000. <laughs> but <laughs> so, guys, just, be aware, you peak eventually. Yeah, it God damn it! Did, yeah. did I stop after two thousand? Yeah. Is that so, what happened here? But it's 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 cool that you mentioned Bowie. We're huge Bowie fans too. Oh yeah. Um, so Iggy Pop's song "Lust for Life" in the beginning of Train Spotting that was actually produced by David Bowie. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Fun fact. No. Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah. So, all right. So oh, there's a there's a building over here. Um, over like near Hoboken, New Jersey, it's like these lofts, and someone put like a massive David Mo uh, David Bowie mural along the side. Past. Fucking yeah, awesome! Yeah, really, cool. really, really cool. If I find a picture, I can send it over to you guys. Yeah, it's really dope. It's and awesome. also another another Bowie song, uh, "Starman in the Martian." Yes. Yes. Yeah. Starman yes. in the Martian, obviously like Rebel, Rebel, just like yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Uh, China, like, China Girl and Wedding Singer. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see um? I think it's called Sleeping with Friends. It's um, Jason Sudeikis and I haven't seen it. Oh, and uh, yeah. Kate, uh, the girl from Community. 
Yeah, Alison Brie. Uh, Alison Brie, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they do um, strange overtones, right? Is it? Is it? Is no, they do modern love. In that modern song. love, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, she's like, they're like high, and she has like this like crazy dancing, and she like kind of gets naked and starts dancing with these kids, and like, and modern love is playing, and it's like used so well. So uh -huh. I was like, let me <laughs> let me write this down. Alison Brie gets naked. Alison Brie. <laughs> no, no, she's playing with kids. It's a birthday party. Sick fuck. I'm just saying. I, you know what would have been awesome? Maybe your wife would have stood right behind you after you said that. That would have been awesome. Uh, dude, if you want to see Alice, get it. watch Glow. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's lot. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, believe I started watching it. I, I got only I only got like an uh, episode and a half in it. Well, you know why, Gilbert? Because we lived it. We got to see you know, Glow when we were kids. The real Glow. The real one. I stopped oh, watching in the second real, season. Yeah. That, that, was a, that was a real wrestling thing. Like, yeah. That was, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I heard about that, yeah. The second season kind of really, I don't know, just didn't have the energy the first season had. I like yeah, it. Yeah, the first better. season was was pretty good though. But I feel like there was like a mandate in season three that they had to show like tits at least five. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> season three has a lot of like nudity, and I was like, Holy you know what's shit, uh, like, is chosen? <laughs> write that down. Hang on. Season three. <laughs> Netflix. Season three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which kind of you know was because I I like Mark Maron and yeah, yeah. like he I. I thought it'd be more Mark Marin on the show. And I was like, there wasn't like, he wasn't himself. Much. I'm like, fuck, he's playing a character. He can't be Mark Marin all the time. But right. like, yeah, the, I saw the first season after that. I, I kind of lost track of it. But before we continue, and Gilbert, I want you to acknowledge this. So, Nick, I don't know if Martin's story. I'm originally from Long Island. Okay. And the fact that you're wearing a Giants hat has made me the, the happiest person in the fucking room right always, now. Always, man, always. <laughs> all the time. All the time. <laughs> Greatest quarterbacks of all time, Phil Simms, Jeff Hostetler, and uh, Eli Manning. Eli and, Manning. Uh, <laughs> <Daniel> Jones. <laughs> Guys, I don't mean to be an asshole, but I got to step for two seconds. I got to go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. I'll get do, do your thing, dude. Right, so, well, what we'll do is, unfortunately, we're going to get to the sad part. We're going to go through a little oh, bit of news. Well, that means... Obviously, we're going to start with the elephant in the room, the unfortunate passing of DMX, uh, 50 years old, tragically passed away on the 4th uh, after spending a week in intensive care, uh, suffering a heart attack on the 2nd. Uh, you know, for right now, every, you know, the reports state that it was based on an overdose. Now, the unfortunate thing is, just like every death now, they're trying to relate it to, to COVID now. So now there's a conspiracy saying so that, that he had taken his second vaccine shot, but um you know his his history with drugs has been well documented but the guy's a fucking legend i mean it was a big big part of our summer and when we when we lived in gainesville gilbert and uh probably one of the dumbest stories we've ever had maybe we don't share that story we'll wait till after the podcast to share but uh rest in peace uh, oh, you can't just leave me hanging like that off air off air off air off air off air so that you know how many messages I'm gonna get after this shit. Every time we do that, they're like, "What is it? What is it?" But uh, yeah. man, I, let me tell you, I um, when was it? So you know, you heard the news Friday morning. Um, I I started off my my first set on Friday with DMX and ended it with DMX. Um, I drove. I was driving to to DJ and I started. I put on, you know, it's hot. Uh, uh, what is? Uh, why could I just? Uh, it's dark and hell is hot. It's, it's dark and hell is hot. And it's the the intro, and it's 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 kind of kind of uh, steam again because it was uh, the the there's that vi the viral video of Mike Tyson coming in 
to the sound. Yeah, I, po- of, I posted it on our. Yeah, yeah, yep, and yep. um, and you just hear because that that's the whole famous like that's my man's in them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that whole that whole skit in the beginning, and then you hear the doom, and he just comes in, dude. I got I literally got chills driving to work, and um, if I mean if you were around in that time, like we we've talked about it before, it was him and Jay Z were like the two biggest rappers at the time, um, and I just love seeing all these videos of him like going into somebody's kitchen and making an omelet or or like when the thing's closed and he's like you know mopping the floor he was just like this every man's person like yeah. um it's it's funny somebody was like oh you i i feel like we're gonna get like these prince type stories about dmx like when i ran into dmx this one time or whatever you know right. um and it's such a sad it's you know obviously like i said you know carlos talked about the his you know his uh demons with uh with uh, substance abuse and stuff like that, but he was such a, like, just a genuine person from like everybody's encounters with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and he's just, you know, a lot of people like took this really, like yeah. really hard, you know, it, it, yeah. it, it, yeah. it, it hit a lot of people really hard. Yeah. yeah. And my brother surprisingly, like my brother hates everyone. But he, like, surprisingly, <laughs> like, he's really affected by, like the DMX loss. And, uh, yeah. and yeah, I'm with you. Like um, I saw a story recently of how some lady ran into a, uh, ran into him like at an airport and he was in town for like a show and he got her and her kids like tickets for the show she's like backstage tickets to the show and they went and they said it was like the greatest experience ever yeah. So, so yeah that's like that's also it's unfortunate but that's kind of like when things like this happen of how all these great stories then come out right right talking right. about you know kind of remembering him and all these things yeah well it, the cool i mean i was lucky enough to see him perform live and oh, nice. yeah well, it, well you saw the hard knock live tour too yep. right and then, um, and it's funny, I was, I don't know why I was in Corpus Christi and Corpus Christi isn't that big. And there's, you know, the biggest thing, there's the fucking mall. So I'm standing next to a sunglass hut and uh, <clears throat> my daughter's mother and her son were standing in front of me and her son is pointing, like, look next to you. And I, and I look and all I see is the back of somebody's head and he goes like, it's DMX. And then I turn around, I'm like, hey, how you doing? And he goes, hey, how's it going? And then he's like, you from here? And I go, no, I'm originally from Long Island. He goes, oh, I'm from Yonkers. And I'm like, yeah, I know who you are. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but I, I mean, did he, did he introduce guy. himself as Earl or? Uh, no, I, I think he barked, he barked at me. And then, uh, <laughs> I was about to ask, he barked at you? He barked at me. Is he a little guy? He's short, right? He, he was tiny, right? Well, I, to me, he was short. He just seemed, I, you know, I, I'm freakishly tall for a puerto rican so but yeah he's 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 not that big but once people realized who it was i mean he was he stood there and signed everybody's autograph was taking pictures he didn't care i mean he's such an approachable guy and i mean did you ever hear i mean do you ever remember any rapper having beef with him never no i mean they posted an interview that they were trying to start something with eminem and get him to say something about his rap. He's like, "Yo, I don't want to do this." Yeah, he stopped. Yeah. So he was like, he shut it down real quick. Yeah, I, I, it's it's hard to to you know as a human to understand how somebody that was that engaging and and did a. I mean, every time you hear him talk in interviews, he's super positive and trying to yeah. encourage people. And then to be that way your whole life, yet battling your own demons like that. I mean, when when he was on uh, on Talib Kweli's show. And he was oh talking about, God, dude, dude, when he, when he was 14 yeah. years old. Yeah, it was heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah man. Like, he's like, how can you do that to a kid? Because they yeah. gave him like, a fucking joint laced with crack. Yeah. And he's yeah. 14, and he, like, he doesn't know, smokes yeah. it, and now all of a sudden he's got this lifelong terrible addiction that he's yeah. got to face, you know, and it's, it's awful. Yeah. But yeah, I think, like, the one, the obvious thing that sticks out is, like, um, well, 
biker boys over here. Yeah, I know. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I always want no, to Eric's, Eric's a motorcycle enthusiast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that like the, the Woodstock show? And like those yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's like, just like, like the whole weekend, you just saw that clip everywhere. And yeah. it's just, it's, it's amazing. It's just ocean of yeah, people. Just, just like so many people. Fucking ocean of people. Yeah. Him playing his song and them just going and, yeah, and just everyone, sing, singing every, every Everyone word, reacting like, yeah. to it. It's people who probably don't even speak. Actually, this is, a, this is a side note, but like I love watching um, concerts on like YouTube, like live sets. I prefer yeah. to like, listen to live music if I'm like doing work or whatever. And I love this complete side note. And I'm sorry, DMX, I was straying away from this. But I love whenever they like, it's like, it's like an American band and they turn to the crowd and they're trying to sing along, but they're like mouthing their words, but you can clearly understand they don't know what the fuck they're saying. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, it's every, every, every concert in Mexico, Brazil, you know. Yeah, and, uh, yeah exactly. So if it's like, for example, like the Killers and they're playing like Mr. Brightside, it's like, and Mr. Brightside, but the mouths are just like, yeah. <laughs> but in the Woodstock show for DMX, like everyone was singing along. There was people fucking, um, uh, like mosh pit, like mosh there's like pitting, a yeah, yeah. mosh pit yeah. going on, like people running yeah. in the So like, yeah, good, good, um, good stuff, man. R.I.P. for sure. Yeah, R.I.P. DMX. Uh, yeah, you, you know, missed man. Yeah, uh, one one of the cool things that came out of it and uh, was you know Jay Z and Beyonce negotiating to buy back his record his masters, and then yeah. paid ten million dollars for it, and then that way all the money goes to his. 15, 17 kids. I'm right. 17, 17 yeah. kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so apparently X was going to give it to you. Yeah, he did. <laughs> were you waiting for that? I thought yes. you were waiting for that. He was like, waiting for it. He's like, oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> well, he, he said it last week when, when the, the kids were trying to get together to visit, and I'm like, damn it, I missed an opportunity. Yeah. So I was just you hoping. Guys, yeah, I'll be I here bet, all week, guys. Uh, I bet you if, if you have, I want to see the top of your desk to see if that's written down that you're waiting it's the moment. <laughs> it's definitely written in there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, another unfortunate situation that came almost immediately right after dmx I, I still don't know but i guess this still hasn't been reported why, why he's in the hospital is black rob uh you know they posted a video of him um talking about the how much pain he's in and then uh you know then they asked him you know what do you think about dmx but to see black rob i mean his face is you know all, almost he sunken, looks like in, he's yeah. sunken in and um still haven't heard why he's in the hospital well, apparently he had he had four he's had four strokes in the last I don't know how how oh, really? many years and really? yeah he's like homeless right now so it's it's tough to see like I mean you I mean this guy was you know I mean not a huge star but I mean you know at the, the peak of bad boy at the yeah, peak of bad boy yeah but, but I mean I I mean not not to talk bad about Puff but I mean a lot of his people haven't fared well Craig Mack after yeah right um yeah. Uh, Loon Loon um what the other uh what's his name what's his name um is in jail right now and i can't think about his name now um it'll come to me but anyway like you know obviously we're big's passing and so um yeah. I'm, i mean I'm, I'm and it's it's kind of ironic because he came out um with a post saying like you know like play pay us or something like that and people were like dude black rob is in you know like he just this real this video is just going viral of him you know not not you know Darn it, like, look like yeah. he was, I mean, he looked horrible. I, yeah, I, he, it was sad. He looked I, like he was 80 years old. Oh, my God, it's yeah. so bad. I'm like, even, I didn't even know that he was in the hospital, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I I, I posted uh, I posted the video that, that went viral of him in the hospital, and uh, a buddy of mine sent me a message. He was like, it literally said, bullshit, that's not Black Rob. I'm like, yeah, like, it, it's, that's, that's him now. He's like, that's fucking nuts. 
but hopefully he gets better. He recovers. Um, another piece of news that I thought was interesting. So Prince's estate uh, is going to release a lost 2010 album uh, called Welcome to America in July. So five years after his death, uh, the singer's estate is going to release this never before heard album uh, from his cachet of unreleased music. You know, talking about legends that passed away. It'll be cool to hear new Prince music. So a few episodes ago, a few episodes ago, I talked about uh, the relief uh, that the government was supposed to give venues to reopen. So on um, last week or April 8th, the first day that they opened the site so all these uh, venues could register, it crashed. Of course. <laughs> so now the, ready, man. I'm not surprised, really. Yeah, no. yeah. But all these venues that were, you know, it uh, was part of the, uh, what was it? It's Save Our Stage Act. Um, you know, they were all pumped up. They finally, because I mean, originally when the news came out, they were supposed to be able to sign for it or apply for it in October. And it kept on getting pushed back. And it finally happens the first day, crashes. So now all these small venues are, you know, they're still fucked and barely holding on. But uh, I mean, they just, can't, they just close Art Lake Cinemas. Yeah. And that's not like, um, that's a movie theater, but that's like one of the most historical right? movie theaters in the country. And they just yeah. shut down. They shut down. Yeah. Like right. last night, I believe they announced that, that that's not going to open back up. Yeah. They just can't. How, how are you? How, you guys are in Jersey, right? Yes. Or where, where yeah. yeah, Jersey. How yeah. is it over there? Are you guys like semi open? Slowly opening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would say like you can you can go anywhere. You just have to wear a mask, and, and there's still some capacity restrictions. But like you know, in terms of like movie theaters, restaurants, gyms, like everything is open. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're we're right across yeah. the river. Have bar, bars open yet over there or no? Yeah. 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 And then with the, with the weather getting nicer, obviously they're doing a big like out you know still outdoors everything like that mm -hmm. as much as they can. But yeah, mm -hmm. for the most part, I mean we're getting some sort of normalcy back over here. But that's right. good, man. Yeah. And I know they just started opening uh, New York movie theaters up. And we're literally like a 10 minute train ride into the city. We're right across the Hudson. Yep. So like there's a big, there's a movie theater over there, um, AMC Lincoln Square 13, which is like one of the biggest IMAXs in the country. And that was like our go-to spot. We used to go there all the time. So like, <laughs> yeah. I can't fucking wait. To yeah. There yeah. And it's rough like not being able to go to the theater, man. That's I know, like, man. I love like, you know, Saturday in the afternoon, like when nobody's there. Or taking a day off from work and going to the theater and it's just yeah, you. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, one of my yeah. favorite things in the world, man. And and I haven't done it in what <laughs> almost two years already? A year and a half? Year, yeah, year and yeah. two years. That's I and you know, it, it's hard, it's hard to see it here in Texas because obviously there, there's apparently no fucking COVID here because the whole state's fucking open. I saw that Rangers far behind. Uh, the Rangers, yeah, the Rangers game was like, wasn't it the Rangers game? Yes, yeah. yes. Capacity, it was like, full capacity. Yeah, like, it was, yeah. Like, like well, so and so, not a mask in sight, right? Yeah, and then the the second big UFC pay per view that's happening is in Houston, and seventeen thousand people where the Rockets play. Jesus. So, and, and I mean, the worst thing is, you know, my, myself working in arena and actually our company works uh, for the Rockets as well. Right. Um, you know, they're like, shit, we don't have enough staff. We can't get people to come back, you know? So now they got to deal with a building at full capacity, you know, and, and it's, it's going to be rough. I mean, but yeah. you know, there's literally a movie theater right across the street from my house. And I fucking love that theater. I used to go every week in the most comfortable chairs on the fucking planet. And it's never busy. 
and oh, wow and, so and week one you have the whole place to yourself basically yeah and, and it didn't survive like and it's oh. but and then you know you watch all these other movie theaters that that reopened um uh, there's a pretty popular chain of uh the kind of uh, diner theaters called alamo draft house yeah Here's yeah there. i love alamo draft yeah. house uh, there was a, one in brooklyn but obviously it closed yeah yeah, um, yeah a bunch of them aren't gonna reopen i know yeah they couldn't sustain like, me but the thing about those types of movie theaters, like um, there's also iPick. I don't know if you heard of those, um, but those are like the similar theaters where it's like, it's like a restaurant slash movie theater. So it, yeah. it's like it requires more maintenance, and yeah. obviously it's it requires a lot more to kind of keep it running. So, yeah, like I, I I'm pretty sure the Alamo here in Brooklyn, which opened up just like maybe two years ago, yeah, hasn't. It it's no, it's like it's very young. It's it's already like pretty much closed. Like yeah, they couldn't survive. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and it's a cool concept. They played a lot of old movies. Like they had days where they would play throwback movies. Yeah, all the time. yeah. And it was one of those theaters too, where it was like they, it was, it felt like a movie theater for movie fans. Like you would yeah. go there if you got caught on your phone, you get kicked out. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. So it was, it was very strict. Like you went there to watch a movie. Like the yeah. lobby yeah. was a fucking movie museum. Yeah, they had yeah. like all, all memorabilia, posters, yeah. all memorabilia. Like it was so dope, and like, and it's 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 really unfortunate because that's like we we saw Jojo Rabbit there. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, I'm so ready to like come back and watch more movies, and then boom, fucking shit hits the fan. Yep. Yeah, the, the fucking sucks, man. I mean, it and and the same goes for you know, I mean, our favorite things to do is go to live music shows mm-hmm, and too. go to movies. Yeah. I mean, that was literally our entire childhood. Right. Yeah. So and and now like then you don't get shit. I mean, I don't like, you know, they just released the lineup, and I wish I had it in front of me for the you know for next year's. Um, not Austin City Limits. What's the other one that fucking happens here? South by Southwest. South by, yeah. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, and, you're seeing um, a Bad Bunny just um, uh, announced his tour. We saw the Rage Against the Machine and Run the Jewels yeah. announce their their tour. So everything's happening for basically for the start of next year. So. How yeah. about his performance on WrestleMania? <laughs> yeah, I heard it was really good. <laughs> well, apparently, apparently he moved. He's been living in Orlando for like two yeah. months and training at the facility. Uh-huh. He sold it, do, man. Appa- and, and, and apparently he has a contract. For, no for several, yeah, I was reading about really? it today. What? Yeah. Awesome. Holy shit. Well, he's gonna fight Mayweather soon, too, right? Isn't he supposed what? to? <laughs> Everybody's fighting Mayweather. Uh, yeah. No, I think Logan Paul. Logan Paul. Oh, Logan Paul. Yeah, Logan Paul's fighting. Yeah. yeah. And then Gilbert. This weekend, this weekend, Jake Paul is fighting Ben Askren. Yeah. Yes. So, I hope he destroys him. I do too. <laughs> I don't want to see none of this exhibition bullshit. I'm, so, I'm so tired of it. I know. Wipe but, my thing is, like, Ben Askren does not look good. Like, he, <laughs> I, I mean, you got to realize what he's been. footage of him, like, trying to box and hitting a bag. I'm like, bro, what, you're what, But me. what he, he's going to pressure him for sure. He's just yeah. going to pressure him and stay on him and just. Well, yeah, I mean, the thing is that he's actually a, a fighter. So yeah. he's actually fighting like a, a, a fighter for the first time. So yeah. I mean, I hope he beats him. Yeah, well, 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 first of all, you mean Nate Robinson yeah. never boxed before? You talk about a former Nick like that one more yeah. time. Right. <laughs> um, right, let's, let's be real. He's a former Nick, former, former Nugget, former Bull, former. former opponent, okay? <laughs> you know, it's, 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 but yeah, I don't know what the fuck that was all about. Yeah, but, but yeah, I can't wait to go back to, I mean, being right next to the city i used to go to shows all the time yeah like in, in new york there's literally like so, tens there's so many of shows a to. night yeah. like yeah. like you know you can literally go to pick so many venues you can see local bands you can see like uh, notable bands like every single night there was yeah. something there was like a concert to go to and i'm definitely looking forward to finally being able to do that yeah dude i mean i live an hour away from 
the live music capital of the country. You know, like Austin is an hour away. Like I'm like, yeah. fuck, man, I want it to open again. But all right, uh, any of you guys got new music to talk about? I do not. Talking to me or talking? No, no, talking to these clowns. All right, so uh, it's funny because what, what I I have four. One is a remix to the original song, and then one is also includes the same guy. So Rag and Bone, uh, Rag and Bones, Man in Pink just released a new song. It's called Anywhere Anywhere Away from Here. Now, I didn't know who this dude was. The guy has the fucking voice of an angel. <laughs> if I like, I was so drawn to the song. Like this guy, I I'm gonna dare and say this. Look, we're we're Pink fans. Oh, come on, bro. The, you, you don't have to, like, hide if, that. I love no, 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 no. What I'm about to say is that guy... If you guy, saw Pink Live, I'm going to be jealous because apparently I, she puts on a hell of a fucking show. Re, this, remember what I do for a living. I've seen her a couple of times. Dude, I heard she's incredible. <laughs> she's amazing. Yeah, like, I've heard, like, she like she's, like, top of, like... No, the, her, her shows will fucking leave you floored. I mean, the acrobatics yeah, and all really that shit. really heard by everyone. All right. yeah. This is what I'm going to say. I've never heard anybody out sing pink in a song. That's how amazing this dude is. Now, the guy weighs like 400 pounds, has tatted up face. And when you hear him sing, it's fucking incredible. So then what it led me to do is I need to hear more of this guy. So he has another song called All You Ever Wanted, which came out earlier in the year. It came out in January, but I hadn't heard it before. And that's not an instant cover, right? No, no. Uh, Gilbert would have jumped all over that. That would have been awesome. Yeah. But not only is that song incredible, but then I found a drum and bass version of that song, which is the Spy remix. So those three songs, which one is the same song, but but Rag and Bone Man is I hear him. The guy's fucking. The voice is incredible. And then yeah, I'm, yeah. See on Spotify, I'm gonna look him up. Yeah, Rag. Yeah, it's Rag and. Rag in Bone Man. And, oh, yeah. and then um catchy name. Yeah, yeah. I've definitely seen this dude around a couple of times. Yeah. The yeah, he his voice is fucking incredible. And then 21 Pilots just released a song called Shy Away. It's an 80 synth, 80 synth new wave song. Which what? I thought was yeah. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not a big fan of 21 Pilots, but that sounds like something else. Yeah, but it, Carlos it, is well, I mean it's 80 synth. So, but uh, yeah, man, that's it. That's all we got. This guy uh, was um, this guy was in the Gorillas album. Oh, he was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sure he was yeah. Well, and and it's looking him up. He did this on Human, you know, which was featured in so many movie every trailers, fucking, and, in like 2017. Yes, 18, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Every TV single, shows that had trailers. Yeah, and was that, that, yeah. that that song was featured everywhere. That that guy's voice is incredible. Um, he has a great voice. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, hey, man. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, that was a blast. Yeah, Marvin, for real, I promise I'm going to watch your show because if you if you release gems, I'm in. I'm all yeah. in. No, I'm the, a big movie fan, well, but again, on, I'm, I'm a spectator, like, man. From now on, if one like naturally just comes up, we'll just let you know. We'll be like, yeah, hey, yeah, this is yeah. for, for air. And I do have a request for Gilbert. I don't know if Carlos told you, but I if told you him. have a picture of the Celica, I want to see it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need to see it. That, I but, find then, then I had to explain to Martin, like, like cell phones didn't have cameras back then. Yeah, but I, bro, you I, got Polaroids. You saw, yeah, I, I have I'm cameras, sure. but I was like... First of all, we didn't walk sure. around with Polaroid oh, cameras. I had a friend that documented everything, so I'm sure... Yeah. yeah. 
Chinese no, is this funny pictures. because I thought like I thought Celios were like the coolest car growing up. I thought they were so like stylish <laughs> yeah. and like yeah. the, they're it's, not it's, cool it's, until you got to load crates into them. Right, I was going to say it's cool <laughs> until you got to record eight cars. crates in there. So, so when, you, when, when I heard you say like you used to load it with crates, I'm like, how the fuck do they manage crates in like a Celica? It's like look, dude, like a small it ass was car. the worst. I look, I'll tell you. Gilbert has done a lot of impossible things with cars that he's owned. <laughs> so when we were in high school, he had this urine colored cougar. <laughs> and we we were so back then, I I'm sure you you know, like the hoop it up basketball tournament. Uh Reebok used to have one called Blacktop. So we had a really early game that day. So we're driving on the expressway, and Gilbert starts pumping on the brakes, and he looks at me, he goes, The brakes aren't fucking working. And he's <laughs> And we're just zigzagging through traffic, and like, and he just so that was his first car, and 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 the eject button on the cassette player didn't work. He had some weird metal contraption. He had to stab the radio, yes. so the cassette would pop out. That's one. It's very cathartic. So, what does what does Gilbert do? He gets his car from his mother. You got all these big guys in a car that on the front of the car says, "I can handle anything. I have children." So, you know, we look dope as shit driving around. <laughs> and then, so Gilbert, Gilbert had a Jeep and the, it was like probably the day after he got his Jeep or the same day that he had his Jeep. We're actually going, we're going to the, sh uh, the show to this little club that we used to call to call Cheers and it was a punk club. And he, he picks me up and then we pick up our buddy, Noel. There's, for, we start noticing that there's cops in every fucking corner. And we're like, dude, what, why the fuck are there so many cops? We pick up our buddy, Noel. We're driving to a gas station. We're underage. But we knew that this gas station would hook us up and let us buy beer. The whole time we're driving, Gilbert goes, what the fuck is that light? I'm like, what light? What are you talking about? And he goes, don't you guys feel like it's brighter around us? We, <laughs> we pull up to the gas station. We get surrounded. But it had to be like 10 squad cars. The light was a helicopter that was following us. They, they come to Gilbert's car with his guns drawn, with their guns drawn, and he goes, put up your fucking hands. And I look at Gilbert, I go, I didn't do shit. I'm not putting up my fucking hands. <laughs> and then I, I go, Gilbert, did you steal this Jeep? He's like, no, man, my mom bought it for me. <laughs> so, so they pull Gilbert out of the Jeep. Me and my buddy, Noel, they put us on the ground. They, I mean, they're patting us down, searching us. Apparently, we fit a description of guys that broke into a house and robbed it. Our buddy, Noel, was 17, and he or he was already bald, like he, like naturally bald. And then the other guy happened to have a blue shirt with a white shirt under. That's what I happen to be wearing. So they, they throw us down on the ground. They finally let us go. Cause while they're doing their shit with us, they actually caught the real guys. Then the, the guy tells they do that. They needed a helicopter. Yeah. Like, like, uh, they, were, uh, <laughs> they were doing classic B and E's. But, uh, but uh, what was it? We, we were listening to Pantera. What was Pantera. it that the cop told you? Uh, was it like a goddamn heavy metal music or some shit? Yeah. Oh, no. He, he said, he said that's kids. what's wrong with you kids because you listen to that devil music. Something like that. Yeah. Needless to say, we didn't the get more, Yeah. Yeah. The moral of the story is just don't, don't, don't jump in a car with me is basically what the moral of the story yeah. is. Well, no, I would love to like been alive and been able to like go to concerts around like that sort of like, um, like punk rock era, like late 90s, early 2000s. Oh, it, was, it was a fucking blast. Amazing. Even like mid to like early yeah. 90s too. Like, because I, I know like in the 2000s, like early 2000s, that's like when you started having like a sort of um, like a lot of like sort of garage rock out of New York with like Interpol, Killers, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But like, 
I would have loved to like kind of been there like at a Blink One Eighty Two concert like in their prime, you know, just well, like. Well, that's same. That's same for me too. Like I think like growing up, um, like I listened to a lot of like Alice in Chains and Stone Temple Pilots and you know Foo Fighters, Nirvana, yeah. and like. But like by the time I, you know, that was already past its prime. By the time you know I really got into like music and stuff, so mm-hmm. I found that stuff later, and I would have loved to have seen. Some of those shows in concert, I'm sure it was insane. Me too. Yeah. That was like a, yeah. that was like an era. <laughs> that was like, you know, that's like that's. I saw uh, Blink for five dollars. It was yeah, we, we all did. Yeah. So this was, little, you know, and no, we hung I've out seen, with them I've after and Blink. had drinks. That's how it was. No, but yeah, yeah like, no, I've seen Blink. I've seen Blink like, it was like three times. Yeah. You had just released a Cheshire Cat. Yeah. Oh the wow! First album. Wow! Yeah. It was like they hung out, you know. That we drank with them, and it was just like that. That's how intimate. Yeah, Travis it was. Was, like was maybe like five there, people right? there. That was like a oh, different. Oh. Yeah, it was before yeah. Travis. Uh, it was like maybe yeah. five people in the bar because it was a Wednesday night. Yeah, like, dude, that's crazy. The, that's like, the best, man. Wow. Like when, like there, when you, when you like go, well, I mean, I don't think I've really experienced it too much, but it's like when you see like an opening act, you're like, these people are gonna like blow up, and you start talking blow like. Up. Bro, watch, watch, and then once they eventually do blow up, you're like, yeah, well, I knew about them before, like everyone, like you're like, go fuck yourself. You know? Yeah, like, but uh, look, I, and I'll tell you because that that's we we had our spot and it was fucking great. I mean, this this bar was literally 800 square feet. It was a tiny fucking place, and during the week it was a gay bar, and <laughs> then on weekends it was a punk bar. It was a punk club. It was a lesbian. A lesbian bar. Lesbian. It was like that, it a lot of sense. Yeah, like that. So yeah, it was like the the scene in Chasing Amy. Well, that, the owner was awesome, yeah, incredible yeah, lady. Gay. Yeah, she, she passed was, away too. She yeah, passed. she passed like, away. Um, or like uh, Ten Things I Hate About You. Yeah, like the bar that uh that Julie Saws likes, and they're playing like this like it's like all chicks. Yeah, and they're playing some like rock band. Yeah, no, we we fucking lived it. <laughs> it's funny. It was it was like because it started on a like they gave the punk guys a third a Thursday night. And it was our, our, our friend's band that, that was playing. And like, it just kind of grew from that. And then it, like, like Carlos said, it turned into just a lesbian bar during the week. And then on Saturday and uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, well, not Sunday, I don't think that month, yeah. Friday, Saturday. Yeah. There were Sunday day shows. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They, that's right. They, cause they opened up the back yeah. and, um, and, uh, it was just punk rock shows. And then you had all these bands like, um, the popular band that from, from Broward, um, my friends, uh, my friends over you. What's uh, Newfound Glory? Newfound Glory. Oh my God! So when they played, I'll never forget because it was uh, Jackie's little brother, right? She's like, "Oh, you got to check out this band," because he was all into Christian youth group. <laughs> Dude, do you, you know what song they started playing with? Our God is an awesome God, like a punk cover of it, and it was just like. Like Sunday service at a punk show. This, dude. Yeah. yeah, it was so bad. But it was, yeah, it was cool, and just to, to be part of that scene at that time, it was, it was incredible. Yeah, yeah, and you know it's funny, Nick, because you, you went down, you went down this this road of uh, '90s alternative. Because Gilbert is moist right now after you mentioned all of that, especially when you said Nirvana. But uh, it's yeah, it, it's so we were lucky that we grew up. You know, we had all this great music in the '80s. We also grew up in the golden era of hip hop. And then you had, you know, 90s alternative and then that 90s resurgence of punk. And it was cool because we were in the middle of all of that. Now, did our clothing change every fucking five years? Yeah, probably. Absolutely. Your clothing, your hair changed. uh, uh, Well, that that was Gilbert. (laughs) Gilbert had colorful hair. But I mean, it was I mean, even in Miami, like the, you know, like the rave scene was fucking massive. Oh, dude, I bet. So and we went, the, we went through that too. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, we're lucky that we got to go through all of that and, you know, like it was, it was a fun period, but 
you know, it, it's. I don't think it could compare to New York though and New Jersey, right? You guys. But our rave scene was totally different. It was different. Oh. Different music. I different watched. Sound. Yeah, Have you guys watched? Yeah. A lot of like Jersey and New York stuff was like legit underground. Like right. I know, like I mean, I, I like I went, I did a couple of like raves and stuff like that, like in like the uh, or like the mid 2010s, early 2010s. And a lot of that was like, it was like shit that you would see in the movie. Like they would take you through this back alley, go through this weird hall where you would go downstairs. Mm -hmm. You felt like you were 20 feet underground and it was just like something on a fucking blade. This was also around the time where like phone parties were a thing, you know? Uh, so, oh, oh that was God. big in Miami too. Yeah. 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 So like, you know, you go. What was the club Amnesia? Yeah. It was a club called Amnesia. They used to have a lot of phone parties. No, but yeah, but like I went to, cause I was like, cause I used to like work at a lot of like bars in New York during college. So like we used to like people who I used to work with, we would go there and like kind of have fun. But it was like, yeah, it was crazy, like neon, colorful underground scene, but it was cool, man. Like I got like really into like house music and like EDM music, yeah. like in like the mid, well, that's also like, I want to say like the, like the mid 2000s, like the mid to 2000 to like the 2010s. Like house music really blew up. No, that's when EDM exploded. Like, yeah. Also yeah. about like like also the festivals too, like Tomorrowland, Ultra Festivals. Like they were yeah. around for a while, but they definitely like blew up and they became like a massive like sort of scene. So that's kind of like the actual only scene that I kind of like really sort of lived through. Yeah. And, like I guess somewhat in my prime when I was actually mm -hmm. going to concerts. But like, but yeah, I saw like a lot of cool um like underground DJs and a lot of like um cool electro progressive house music yeah. fun rave so yeah. that was like that was a lot of fun too sort of experience but yeah and we 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 were fortunate too cuz a lot of our friends are DJs and so we you know Better than Gilbert? <laughs> yeah <laughs> other than me. well well we we have one friend that's probably the best that's DJ on the planet awesome. yeah but uh i mean yeah the, we we got lucky with a lot of friends that that were that that are really talented djs but when we were in gainesville we all worked our so in our house it was me gilbert our buddy aj and our and our friend geo the lone girl that lived in the house so but we all worked in the same nightclub so i was a bouncer gilbert was a dj our buddy uh, aj was the promoter and geo would work the door so <laughs> we and so you know there was there was this clique of Miami guys that lived there, and you know, Gilbert would promote raves. Our buddy AJ would promote raves. Our buddy Renee, and we uh, what was the rave that we had to switch venues in the middle of the night? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I can't remember yeah. the name. But it was we were literally it versus. It was I think it was called versus. versus. Yeah, it was the, the that's the one that I did the piece for, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and then um, so in the middle of the fucking event. We had to shut down, move an entire club to another venue. And we're like, oh, shit, it's going to go to shit. No, not only, I mean, hundreds of people shifted with the rave from one venue to another. And, you know, it was, it was, it was some random fucking place. And the only thing that was, they, were, they were selling, there were fucking blow pops and water. Cause that, and, but well, I was legally selling, right? <laughs> yeah, legally. Necessity. Yeah. Yeah, necessity. Yeah. I mean, like it was. We there's a lot of times that we look back and we're like, one, how the fuck did we survive that period of like the late '90s, early 2000s, and then, you know, but then we look back and God damn it, dude, we not only did we have a lot of fun, but all these people that are fucking giants now, 
we got to see them for nothing, like hang out with them for nothing. And, you know, it was, it was a pretty cool, pretty cool time for music. Yeah, but, yeah. but uh, I just, I just remember something when you were talking about how like moving the rave over, like re, like before the pandemic, they were doing a lot of like those silent raves in New York city. So like every like Friday or like, it's like, you know, you have a group of people just like literally with like the headphones raving down the city, like dancing, whatever, but <laughs> all the music is synced and they're wearing like, like, like noise canceling headphones. And they all have glow sticks and this crazy shit. So you're literally like, I'm like in a cab just going down the street. And you just see a fucking group of people on the sidewalk all moving. And they're all like raving and dancing and doing all this shit with their fucking headphones on. And the funniest is when you walk by them. Because like it, some way, somehow, I don't know how. But I swear to God, the second you walk by them, everything gets quieter. <laughs> you know, like, all, all the noise canceling stuff that they have is like creating a sort of like bubble. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like you walk by them and everything gets quieter and everything gets so awkward because you're just like walking through these people and they're all like, as they walk by you. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Well, well to, to paint to paint a yeah to paint a good picture. So yeah, we used to wear blow up pants. Gilbert used to have blue hair. The only one that never got into that scene that much was Eric. Yeah. but yeah it was it was a fun time i introduced you to it you introduced oh yeah but uh, but but you, you i didn't go it. to Gainesville. no yeah. no but you i, I did mean, my stuff here you never wore blow up pants <laughs> oh no 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 no. you were never into that like Gilbert... I, I, I had to i had the straight look i've always gone you know yeah you never yeah. know what way, I get it right they're called jinkos jinkos yeah. which oh are back my god for... <laughs> the jinko which are coming back for some reason oh my god so yeah did we have jinkos yeah, yeah, a little bit. Oh yeah. my! I'm gonna, God. I'm gonna, I'll probably post that picture where I'm wearing your mega jacket with my Jenko shorts. Son oh of a my bitch. God, dude! Yeah, that was like, dude, that was that was a fit, bro. That was like, <laughs> that was like in middle school, like that was a fucking fit. Yeah, yeah you could, you don't even see your fucking shoes by the end of the yeah, day. Your fucking jeans were eight to shit, and they're co- yeah, yeah, they're oh covered in God. mud, and yeah, uh, yeah, they're always covered in mud. Like they were all so worn out from like stepping on them. Yeah, yeah. yeah like that was. That was I, knew, a, I knew so many kids used to wear those too. That's crazy. I think I wore it for a little bit, but I wasn't too much into it. But I did have like my big like FUBU jacket. Uh, we, we, did, we did that too. We oh did yeah, that I too. thought I was I thought I was like a fucking king with yeah. that. Yeah. With that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was a that was a that's, oh, a, that's a good man. callback. That's a good throwback. But yeah, it's it's funny like because we so the reason we kind of changed the format of the show. Because I realized, like, one day, I'm like, guys, we haven't moved past the fucking 90s. Like, we've been stuck in 80s and 90s. Like, we got to talk about new music and do some other shit. And then, you know, that I realized that that's what was happening to us. Like, Eric said, shit, I haven't moved past 2000. It's because that's what we know. And the good thing is it's forced us to listen to new music. Because, like, you know, we date ourselves a lot. And we're like, fuck it. You know, let's. But it's opened us up to new music. And, I mean, realistically, Gilbert DJing always listens to new music. And Eric is constantly listening to music you know i'm so taken away a lot of times just because i work crazy hours and but um but we gotta, shit, we gotta take faces back at the end of the year and, and compare our spotify minutes see yeah nothing nothing says nothing says mo- modern like talking about jinkos Jink- yeah <laughs> they're, they're talking. well they're coming back so we're doing <laughs> all right of nostalgia, and, and guys, cross colors have come back too cross you gotta check out the documentary uh kid 90 Funky Brewster, right? It's great. It's it's on Hulu. It's Funky Brewster, Soleil it's Moon. Cool. Yeah, nice. Yes. My, my, he my, hung out with the like Justin Pierce and Harold um, Hunter, like from Kids, the Skaters. Yeah, yeah, they were. She was friends, friends with those guys. Yeah. Like I was like, oh my god. Speaking of rest in peace, 
Yeah. Both uh, of them. And speak, speaking Both. of a brand that's still relevant today, Supreme. Supreme. Yeah. These guys were like, so early. Yeah. That's still fucking hot. That's yep. still like popular. Yeah. And you're talking about like, not just like relevant, but like that people sort of like riff off of, you know? How many oh my God. Well, they just, oh, they, yeah, they just, yeah. they just so many like knockoffs yeah, that are in square, that same style. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Van- Vanity Fair just sold, uh, they, 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 is it Vanity Fair? No, uh, yeah, yeah, Vanity Fair. The people, the same, same people that own Vans and Levi's. Anyway, they yeah. just bought um, Supreme for $2 billion. That's crazy. Oh, well, it's, it's funny, kind of sidetracking, but going back to our last episode. So, probably one of the most ironic things i've heard today don't, don't tell me about bieber again no 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 i'm done i'm done on my bieber run <laughs> but um so you know the whole deal with nike and and uh and mischief with with oh, the yeah, devil yeah, shoes yeah, yeah so oddly enough usps is suing nike because they put out the U.S. the the United States Postal Service sneakers, and now they're getting sued oh. because they didn't ask permission to the Postal Service about using their fucking logos on the shoes. But did you hear how yeah, fucking ironic? Huh? But did you hear that that Nike's making mischief by them all back? Yeah, but I, I heard you, but, you, but you know what's like, funny? You know, you know who doesn't that. lose money? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But li- yeah, but Little Nas X doesn't lose any of his of his money. I don't think he got money from that anyway. I think that was no, just he, a mischief shoe. No, he no, it was a mischief shoe. He got a percentage of the sales. Oh, and they had so, but he's not in the lawsuit. He gets to keep all his money. But how fucking ironic yeah. is that? That Nike yeah, went right. after mischief, and now the fucking postal service. Well, you probably yeah. know why, because UBS is probably like, oh wait, you can do that. Go ahead. And you know, they're, they're, they, they send out like a massive email. Like, did anyone give? Nike permission to use our logo. And yeah, yeah. Like, no, got it. Like, all right, fuck it. They, like, we're, yeah, they're, they're in the office going, "We're back, boys. We're back." Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They need the. I was about to say they need the money. Yeah, yeah they were shit during the holidays. That's all. Oh I was my like. god, dude! I fucking sent a package. It took like a month. Yeah, it is like, incredible. Go yeah. like, travel an hour. It was insane. Yeah. Try living in a state where you drive eight hours anywhere and you're still in the same fucking state. <laughs> well, <laughs> bro, I can't even imagine, dude. Yeah, I went to North Carolina for like two years, and everywhere was at least forty minute drive. Yeah, like, everywhere. I was like. It, I was in Raleigh too. I was like in, yeah. I was in yeah. the capital, yeah. as opposed to like the downtown area. And I'm just like, there's like nothing, everything there's here. It's not that it's not that it's nothing there. It's just that everywhere is like 40 minutes apart. Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck, is this like a thing? Yeah. I yeah. Well, it's funny. Get a haircut. He, like, how drive a half hour? It's insane. Uh, well, uh, Eric sent the the kind of the the list of the the tour dates that Rage Against the Machine and Run the Jewels were performing, and then Gilbert's like, well, they're not coming to Florida. Eric goes, well, they're going to Texas. And then he goes, El Paso. And I write back, guys, that's eight hours away from me. <laughs> and like, it's like, they're like, oh. And then Gilbert's well, like, fuck. Well, let me meet you there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, like, fuck. Oh, well, funny enough, it's eight hours from us too. So. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> that is this state is so ridiculous. Like, it's where you, when you, this is my fifth time living in Texas. When an hour drive feels short to you, you're like, fuck, I got to get the fuck out of here. Like, this yeah, is, yeah, yeah, like, it's just, especially like living in New York where, I mean, it's a walking city. You know, and everything is there. You know. Yeah, and then you know, Miami, Miami. It's there's it's not close together. Like you still got, you still got some driving to do. Plus the traffic's fucking terrible, but you know, you have all these areas that there's a lot of a lot of shit all in the same place. You know, like Eric lives in an area where it's easy to walk around. You got a lot of things accessible to you, but um, but yeah, fucking everything is so fucking far in Texas. Like, (laughs) but. It is well, what it is. a long trip to Texas. I mean, from what I've heard, I wouldn't really get in the car with Gilbert, but yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't. No, no. 
Rest in peace, every car he's ever owned. We won't won't make it out of Florida. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I just remembered? Dude, we drove from Miami to Gainesville. What's that, like an eight-hour drive? No, no, four four, four and a half. Four and a half. So going back to that same Jeep, by this time, this Jeep has seen better days. The tarp on the fucking Jeep. What kind of Jeep is it, though? Not to cut you off. Uh, just a, ra- a Wrangler. It's a regular Wrangler. Oh, nice. But it was and like a he, soft he, top. And-, and he put a cherry yeah. bomb on it. So it was annoyingly loud. Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh, I, I've made mistakes in my life. <laughs> and, then, and then he never took care of it. So it just sounded like glass rattling. Yeah. After. So I was like, come on, man. So it's, like when you, it's like when you're 10 years old and you put like the plane car on your bike. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, basically what it sounded like. Yeah, yeah, give that flavor. So when I, when I graduated, or a year after I graduated high school, I decided, all right, I'll move to Gainesville. So we load all my shit into Gilbert's Jeep. The tarp in his Jeep is ripped apart. So all you hear is this rattling of that shit flapping in the wind for hours. It's like, <laughs> by the time we get to Gainesville, we're yelling at each other because we're fucking deaf. They're like, Gilbert, what? He's like, Dude. <laughs> and like, it was that, it, yeah, Gilbert, Gilbert's had a nice, nice little uh, history with cars. Well, so is now he has a fancy car, though. Oh, you fancy. He has that, that nice truck now. He's got that Ram. I like it. Nice. Oh. Well, right. he can fit crates in that. No problem. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's, that's why I had, I had like a, a small little Lexus for the for like four years. And I'm like, I can't fucking do this shit yeah. anymore. Right? <laughs> you, buy, you, you buy a truck when you don't need uh, crates now. <laughs> like, you're ass backwards. <laughs> but, but he's a visionary. He's just, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a master of his craft. Yeah. But guys, again, once I, I can't thank you enough for joining us. Uh, look, I there's not I haven't missed an episode of the dailies. I, I love the dailies, they're cool as shit. Cool. Uh, thank you. Is this an Instagram you, thing or is it on YouTube? In, uh both. Yeah. Oh, okay. I could do YouTube. I don't have an yeah, Instagram yeah, account. Yeah, yeah. If, you go on, if you go on our page, you can see him. Yeah. That, yeah. It, it was he stalks people. <laughs> yeah, I have a problem. <laughs> yeah. well, well, what was funny, I think it was the last episode where Nick, you were doing something and you looked horribly yeah, uncomfortable, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, so yeah, so for this month, we're gonna there we're only gonna do, you know, maybe two or three a week because we're like my guy over here is producing a movie. Oh, so congratulations, bro. Thanks, dude. Congrats. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I'm going to be helping him out a little bit with that. But um, but between that, he's also editing it. So, you know, it's it's kind of, it's, it's a lot of shit that we got to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that's the, I mean, you guys probably know too when you're just doing a podcast. Like, it's a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 just a lot. So, you know, with the, the dailies and the other stuff, it's it all adds up, you know, and then having to do our normal jobs on top of that, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's it's funny because I, I was actually talking to my girlfriend today about it. It's It's like... You know, especially this year, the way this the the season's been, it's you know, it, it's been so tedious, and you're picking up the job of like, you know, five other managers that you had, and um, so I've I've always woken up early. I habitually I wake up at four thirty in the morning since I was in high school. I don't know why that's been my mental clock, but I at that time at five in the morning I'm posting our Instagram shit, I'm researching like, okay, what are we going to talk about, and then. Like I didn't realize how much that, those little pockets of time that you got to focus on the podcast or focus on, on your social media. Like, yeah. God damn it, man. It's such a pain in the ass. Gilbert's yeah. DJing, like doing a regular job plus DJing four days a week. And right. then, you know, Eric has been slammed with, you know, with his work. 
and going crazy because he's stuck at home. Don't forget the 30 minutes of uh of oh, that's good. It was it was the it was the end of our fiscal year, so it finished in March. So <laughs> it's kind of back to normal a little bit. Yeah. Well, but... I also have like I have every now and then I have like just mental breakdowns where I just get angry and I'm like, because I'll be like, I'll have a long day at work. I'm like, God fucking now I gotta write this fucking script. <laughs> spend the next five hours editing this clip for what? For fucking 30 views? <laughs> 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 Speaking of, okay, so, you know, you know, fucking crazy. It's so true, though. You, yeah, you know, and, then was, and then we're like, it's, and then it starts coming together, and I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because, like, I, it's like Nick, you're usually calm on the show, and then Nick being a true, I mean, and then uh, Martin being a true Hispanic, like you see when he's getting edgy, <laughs> yeah. and then so, and it's, it happened today. Yeah, like it literally yeah. happened today. I was just like. My workout got cut short. I was like in a bad mood. I was like, fuck, we also have bodega later. So we yeah. got to do it now. And I, I was having like serious writer's block. I couldn't like figure out the script. And then I had like a perfect clip for the script and I couldn't uh. find it. So I just lost my mind. So yeah. fuck it. So we're not doing it. We're not doing it. Yeah, but I, so that, that's part of the, another reason why we started like stopped doing the mixes because it was either Gilbert or me that were doing it. Mm-hmm. And then like we would literally finish recording and then I'd be up to like two or three in the morning like doing a mix for like the next episode and i'm like fuck we got a game tomorrow or oh shit i got to do inventory of an entire fucking yeah, arena right. and i like it's like i can't i'm fucking exhausted and then maybe uh, we can do like once a month because i do miss the mixes uh, we'll, we'll, we'll bring we'll bring them back yeah for yeah for sure but that i mean that's the thing too is like you know with with all the, the stuff you got going on like like even with us it's like the dailies are you know we're not doing as many now but eventually we'll get back to it yeah. so it's like whenever we have the time and yeah i mean like you know i think you know, for, for all of us, like we, you know, really started like throughout COVID and we had that time and now we don't have that time anymore, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's tough. Yeah. No, Dude, but- I was, I was pumping mixes out every week during COVID. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's, it's almost like this is stuff that I want to do that I really want to do. I don't want to go back to my normal job, you know? Yeah. No, it's true. Like I wish I could literally just like focus on it. Like I wish I can, like, I know if I could focus, there was like eight hours and all that energy into like my other, if I could focus that into like, a better daily script like we were fucking crushing yeah you know? it's like half the time we're just quickly sitting down quickly spitting falling ideas back and forth and you're like oh what would this work what about this and then just like but every now and then we do actually get like a really good script that we yeah. put a lot of time into and i'm like fuck like this is but i'll tell you guys yeah. it it never seems like that when you guys do an episode because well, that i i know awesome. i i know <laughs> i look i'll tell you i it's like there, I stopped watching other podcasts to follow you guys. Now, uh, the only time you guys lose me is I, Gilbert's going to lose his shit. I'm not a Star Wars fan. Well, so, Gilbert, Gilbert's got the Star Wars shirt on. I saw uh, Gilbert, Gilbert is a giant Star Wars nerd. Yeah. But it, it's like, I, like, I'm like, oh, shit, they're talking about Mandalorian. I'm out, you know. <laughs> but it, it's like I never get tired of watching. I mean, and the, the dailies are great because like I you know they're quick they're short but even even when you guys have the full episodes they're they're fun to watch and like i said it it's funny like like you could it's noticeable when when martin starts getting pissed off about something like that my favorite my favorite line like recently was uh wb's on the same shit again or some shit like that (laughs) the same bullshit i'm pretty sure we've had like three consecutive episodes where we just ranted about about the the godzilla thing was funny too like oh yeah yeah. like 
we just try so hard not to train about DC and Warner Brothers, but like they always fucking they pull us back in every yeah, time. It's like the Godfather. They, the Godfather. Every time we think we're out, they pull us back. <laughs> in. Like, All right, like we're not gonna talk about it, and then they drop some bullshit. And we're like, God damn it. The, and then like there was the the Space Jam. He's like, I don't want to shit on it because it's a kids movie. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but I'm, gonna, but I'm gonna shit on it anyway. <laughs> No, but, but uh, I think we're gonna make a conscious effort moving forward. Whenever we're doing an episode, and because like gems naturally pop up, I'm gonna make a comment of it. Be like, all right, Eric, this is it. Like you know, so so we can have it locked in there, so we can like let him know. Yeah. Like, right. So yeah, now so just so you know how this is gonna work, Eric doesn't have social media, so you're gonna do it, and then I gotta send him the link so he could watch it. It's fine. But, you don't uh, do it anyway, Carlos. So I'm gonna have to just you what? <laughs> so you don't do anything anyway. So just yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't do shit. <laughs> Dude, it, it's like it, it was. You're right. You know, you start this during the pandemic, and you, you end up falling in love with it, and then you realize, "Fuck, I wish I could do this all the yeah, time." Yeah, it's, uh, it's true, man. So true. Yeah. but uh, ideal. Yeah. Before I forget, I uh, I wanted to give a special shout out uh, to she was my closest friend when I lived in Dallas, uh, DJ Girlbot. So Wednesday the fourteenth. Uh, her mix is going to be on on Sway in the morning, Shade 45, um, and I believe it comes out at 10 a.m., so shout out to her. Um, we're trying to set up, uh, like, we every now and then we do this bonus bodega, which is just, a, like, a short episode that we do with yeah. somebody. So, so far, it looks like it may be, may be this week that we'll be recording it, but shout out to DJ Girlbot out of Dallas. Um, do you guys, guys have more mixes, like, on Spotify or anything that we can listen to, or maybe SoundCloud or anything like that. Gilbert um, does. Yeah, I have a I have a ton of them on there. Uh, DJ G Funk MIA on SoundCloud. Um, okay. Yeah, I got a bunch of uh, probably like twenty something mixes in there, different genres and stuff like that. Cool, awesome. definitely gonna check that out for sure. So, guys, this has been great. Uh, yeah. so much Hopefully, we get to do this again. Uh, yeah, sure. it's, it's it's good to be not the only Yankee on the podcast. <laughs> but, I mean, most of my life has been in Miami, so. Yeah. But uh, I, so oddly enough, and I, I think early on when we started messaging each other, I brought this up. So, so uh, Martin, you're from Peru, right? Your family's yes. from Peru. So, yeah. my mom actually just brought this back. My mom just got back from Peru, and she brought me like a little, a little. Oh, look uh, at that, bro! Oh, little oh, Inca yeah. studio, yeah, a little studio decoration. Yep, yep. Uh, I'm balls deep in Inca cola, <laughs> and to drink <laughs> Peru. Oh, my God. So. <laughs> the best soda ever it's the ink it's the best okay so for for 2021 i was like all right i need to you know i need to start getting back in shape so obviously i gained a lot of weight during quarantine so i've been on, on like a pretty strict diet <laughs> i'm sorry eric <laughs> 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 no, i went on a, on a pretty strict diet this year and i have not had inca cola in like almost five months now and it, and whenever i go home it's always there and i'm just like Fucking hey, dude! I want to. Yeah. I'll tell you. I look. Now, what is, is it? Shafa, the the rice. The, Chifa. Yeah, uh, Chifa, Chifa, Chifa. Yeah, yeah. No, it's Chafa. Chafa, Chafa, So oddly enough, here in fucking San Antonio, Texas, there's a restaurant that I the chef's Peruvian, and that's all he does is Chafa. And really? then yeah, and it's actually well, pretty fucking. Uh, Peru has a big Asian community. Because I'm yeah. part Chinese as well. Because like my, my yeah. mom is half Chinese. Because yeah. there's like a big ass Asian population in Peru, and and like you can go to like Peruvian restaurants in Peru, like in Lima, where it's yeah. only like chaufa. It's like only yeah. like Chinese food. Yeah. It's well, like I Chinese food. And it's yeah. so good. Well, I told you when, when my parents got divorced, my mom married a Peruvian guy, and my dad married a Peruvian woman. 
So I grew up eating Peruvian food and I felt like Papa La Huancaina, all that shit. I fucking love it. Really, and, like I, I haven't had like it's it's tough, man, because I go home and I'm like, I want to eat this shit, but I'm like, I got I gotta stay strong. Gotta stay and strong. and I, I mean this was years ago, but in Long Island there was a lot of good Peruvian restaurants. Yeah, New York's got a couple. Like there's a couple in um in Williamsburg now. There's oh, yeah. a, there's a there's one in Williamsburg called Chimu. I'm not sure if it's still there, hopefully it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but that place is incredible. And right. then there's, um, and then near like about 25 minutes from here is Patterson, which mm. is like little Peru. Patterson has a lot. Yeah. yeah and that's like, that's the guy that's got a big, like Peruvian community there and they have incredible restaurants over there. So, uh, for oh. my birthday last year, remember Jasmine? Oh food? yeah. Yeah. And that, yep. was, <laughs> that was, that, that was, was delicious. fucking that was lights delicious, out. Yeah. It was like Christ. But, well, that, uh, yeah, man, it's good shit. And well, this is the problem is, so I grew up eating that. Then I moved to Miami, where Cuban food is fucking delicious too. Miami's <laughs> got some good Peruvian restaurants too, though. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of Peruvian. There's a lot of Peruvians in Miami. They yeah, do. my dad lives in. Uh, well, he's retired now, but he lives in North Beach. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, like, I, I saw him. Like, it's been a while since I seen him. But uh, last time I was there, like, we went to a Peruvian restaurant over there, and it was pretty good. Cool. We covered it all: fucking food, theaters, Everything. music, but... cars. Yeah, you know, just... yeah cars. <laughs> yeah, the Celica is apparently a classic vehicle. But uh, all right, guys, remember Gilbert, season three. Yes, <laughs> I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Nick Martin, is there anything that you guys want to uh, promote or, or talk about before we head out? No, I mean, I mean you know, check us out on Instagram, on YouTube, on on Spotify. Twitter. All that good stuff. Yeah, so like we were saying, the dailies um, for the next few weeks are going to be um, taking backseat a little yeah, bit. Only a few, but then one, I think once May rolls around, we'll probably you know yeah. really kick it back up. And then cool. on like all and the, the link in our bio, that's essentially we do an F an episode where we take a handful of the topics that we cover throughout the week and we discuss them a little more in depth. That's like mm-hmm. our episodes, and we also do reviews like movie reviews, TV reviews, stuff like that. So uh, yeah. Yeah, go check it out. If you Mandalorian reviews for some Mandalorian reason. Mandalorian reviews, yeah. <laughs> Can't wait for it to come back. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that um, Obi Wan show, bro. I, I know. Have, have you guys been watching the news that apparently Purgils exist? You know the whales, the 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 whales that war. Did you go, did you watch us Rebels by any chance? Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, the Purgils. So, is that how you say it, Purgils? Yeah. There's Purgles. a there's a an image circulating around that they found this blob. In, in space and, no. and it looks like a purgle. I swear to God, look it up, man. And I said it to this guy, I go, they're fucking real, man. We're gonna start warping. I know, right? Yeah. Fucking real. Yeah. All right, the, the, yeah. the show's going fucking sideways. I gotta space. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks again. Thank hey, you guys thanks everybody. so much. Awesome. It's so much fun, guys. Thank uh, no, thanks for joining us. All right, guys, we're out. All right, bye. Nice.